I think it's good to start out this episode with a question. If you could just close your eyes for a minute and think while I ask the question, of course, if you're driving, you don't have to close your eyes, but I really want you to think about it. Here it is. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? And how do you measure it? This answer is going to be different for every single person, for sure. We all have an idea of what success means and what it looks like, but here's the deal. Striving for that success, if we don't take into account some key factors, can lead to burnout, unhappiness, and discontentment, a whole slew of negative feelings. I'm so excited about this. This is a juicy one, and we're going to talk about this, how we can look at success or our efforts toward reaching that success differently. So it produces more positive feelings instead of negative ones. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Do you know if you look up the word success in the dictionary, the first definition is satisfactory completion of something, and the number two definition is the gaining of wealth, respect, or fame. (laughs) Wow, that sounds so narrow to me, but we're going to go with it. And for the purposes of this episode, we're just going to assume that the success we're talking about today will be more of that second definition. Success meaning money, creating it, making more of it, or gaining the respect and fame from being successful in some type of business or venture. Even though there are so many types of success, in my opinion, which prompted me (laughs) to do this episode. And later, I'll be sharing another example of a different type of success not having anything to do with wealth, respect, or fame. But let's go with this definition for now and let's start. In my opinion, I think there are a few problems with society's definition of success. And I want to share with you three of them that I can identify. Number one, I believe one of the biggest problems today is that we are in this constant state of comparison. With social media being the biggest instigator of intensifying it to a whole different level. I talked about this in episode 17, where we talk about how to not feel behind in life and the whole comparison game. But if you're measuring your journey with someone else's journey, maybe you're just starting out, but you're looking at people who've been at it for 10 years. How will you ever give yourself a chance to feel success? The inevitable feeling will be one of envy, maybe, or insecurity, like you're just not good enough or you're never going to be successful. It's sad. We have these amazing platforms to connect with people from all over the world, and yet these same platforms are the things that sometimes make us feel bad. We are only looking at a person's, you know, highlights or successes, and we forget that life is hard and being successful at something takes a ton of hard work. I know it's not 100% true because I know there are a lot of online business owners and people that share their failures and the real and authentic parts of their life on social media, which I think is great. And those are, uh, you know, really fun accounts and you can relate to them. At least I do. I also get that in some way we gravitate to beautiful pictures and the inspiring stories and the goodness that people share. It's fun. It's motivating. It's entertaining. It's all of that. 
But I think you get my point. We are bombarded hundreds of times a day with this unrealistic view of life or only seeing someone at the top of their game and seeing these beautiful, perfect pictures. We are allowing this comparison game to control how we feel, how we feel about ourselves and our own journeys and successes. Okay, moving on to number two. The second problem with this idea of success is that it's elusive. You've heard so many stories of people who have achieved some massive goal or success only to feel unhappy right afterwards. Or people who, in our eyes, seemingly have it all, like maybe actors or actresses, Olympic gold medalists, successful people in business. They have fame, success, fortune, and still can be sad, depressed, or unfulfilled. As you read more, you you see that this is not uncommon. I have one example. Let's talk about Andre Agassi. You know, obviously a tennis legend, right? Super successful in the 90s and early 2000s. But in his book, he shared that he hated his life as a tennis superstar. Really? He had wealth. He had success. It just, it was amazing. He said playing the game really, you know, interfered with his life and he felt disconnected. So then later he went on and he got really involved in philanthropy and um, he opened a school, like a college prep academy. And then he said later that that work was so much more fulfilling than his days as a tennis star. I thought that was so interesting. So you reach this level of success and then the next minute you can feel empty and totally dissatisfied. It's like we're never happy. We constantly chase and chase. We chase wealth or fame or, you know, success in this or that. And then after reaching it, you realize it wasn't enough or it doesn't give you those fulfilling feelings that you may be expecting. Let's move on to number three. The third problem is we get so wrapped up in the numbers. How much money? How many followers? How many likes? What's the best grade? The best score? The biggest square footage? Oh my gosh, the list goes on. Always quantifying something. The higher the number, the more successful the someone is or the perceived level of success is higher. Not to say that money doesn't give us options. It's definitely a facilitator, but... I think the problem lies in the fact that we're so reliant on these numbers and then we allow the numbers or the never-ending pursuit of these numbers to dictate our lives or dictate how we feel. We feel good and important when things are going well, but then the next day we feel bad or we feel like junk because of some quantifiable aspect in our life that isn't as high or isn't as big than we think it should be. As you can see, there is a lot to this. There can be anxiety or dissatisfaction or various negative feelings that just get wrapped up in the pursuit of some number. So what do we do about this? We certainly don't like to feel bad, right? And we don't want to be emotionally controlled by society's definition of success, do we? So let's talk about another way to think about it. What if you could redefine what success means to you? First, I want to go back to the title of this episode for a minute and explain. I talk a lot about happiness on the podcast, and in fact, someone I was just talking to pointed that out to me as well. But for me, when I talk about happiness, most times, most times, I'm not necessarily referring to the happiness you feel when you see those super cute dog videos on Instagram, even though I love them and they can really make us smile. I'm talking about the deeper feeling, feeling happy inside, feeling content and fulfilled, at peace with yourself and happy with who you are. That's a big difference. And to me, that's so worth striving for. So yes, you're going to hear me talk about it often. (laughs) 
So let's go back. What if we did this? We see the journey as our success. Stay with me here. I know it almost sounds cliche, like you've heard the, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Okay, but let's really think about that. What if we see our hard work or the way in which we grow because of that hard work, the way we overcome obstacles along the way, all of those things as success. The things we learn as our success, the way we have our confidence grow as our success, or, you know, we fail and we get back up and we're resilient. Why are we not seeing those things as our successes? If we detach ourselves from some specific outcome and we attach ourselves to the journey, what about that idea? How would that diminish our negative feelings, like the disappointment we feel when we didn't hit a certain number in our business? or the disappointment because we didn't lose the 45 pounds that we wanted to lose by December 31st, we only lost 41. Or the frustration we feel because our business is growing at too slow a rate. Too slow a rate according to who? Or the bonus we got at the end of the year that wasn't as much as we thought it should be. I know we can all relate to some measure of success that we have been disappointed by or that we feel anxiety from or unhappiness, whatever negative feeling, fill in the blank. So I'm not taking away the fact that we need to work hard to make money for our lives or we want to make more money because it's a vehicle that gives us more choices. I'm also not taking away the fact that we need goals in our life to push us and drive us forward towards something that we're really wanting to accomplish. I am, however, convinced that tying so much of our emotions, how we live every day and how we feel every day or how we feel about ourselves, tying that to this goal of making money or having success in this way is a sure way to a negative spiral of endless comparison, anxiety, and dissatisfaction. Before we get into how we would redefine success, think about how much different you'd feel if we take some of the examples we just talked about and reframe them. We talked about the negative things like the disappointment we felt when we didn't hit a certain number in our business. Instead, what if we chose to think about the 36 new clients we brought on board during the year, the four employees that are just wonderful additions to our team, the countless obstacles we conquered in order to get to where we are now? This kind of thinking, aren't all of those successes? Or the disappointment because we didn't lose the 45 pounds that we wanted to lose by December 31st and we lost 41. Hmm, let's talk about that. You lost 41 pounds. You worked your tail off these past nine months. You gained some awesome muscle tone. The list goes on and on. These are the things that we need to see and feel good about. Let's do one more. The frustration we feel because our business is growing at too slow a rate. Every account I see on social media is killing it and I'm moving too slow. What's wrong with me? Too slow according to who? What about the fact that you've learned so many new tools? You know how to send out an email sequence. You know how to write a sales page. You know how to run workshops on Zoom and create freebies. And that list goes on and on. Seeing the successes along the way, not to mention that what goes with that, the confidence you're getting, the self-doubt that is diminishing, the kindness people are seeing in you, the resilience you are building, right? Mm, I just love this stuff. So how do you even redefine success? Let's talk about this. And I have three ways that I believe are crucial in redefining success and what that looks like, actual things we can do. And I am right there alongside you as I'm working on this too, trust me. To see change, no matter what it is we're working on, 
We have to put in the work. So number one, work on the inside just as much as the outside. What does this mean? So you're working on your goals. Maybe they're in your business or they're in your health and fitness journey or in a relationship, whatever it is. But with this work, you're going to encounter a lot of failures or a lot of setbacks, self-doubt, all of it. And you're going to need resilience to keep going. You need the inner strength, the confidence, the self-love, all of those qualities, those are needed no matter what the goal is on the outside. And aren't these the things we've been talking about, right? These are the successes that we need to see. I have done various episodes on building confidence and overcoming doubt, those kind of things. But working on this inside stuff is really diving in, reading about it, listening to podcasts, learning different ways and techniques that will help you, putting those techniques to work, trying them, being consistent with them, all of that. So if we're working on, say, we're working on being more confident, look at what you've accomplished so far, write these things down, feel good about them. Or change your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? Is it positive or negative? These are the kind of things that help us work on the inside characteristics that are so meaningful. Let's move on to number two. Work on developing a growth mindset. Oh, the mindset thing. I know, I know. I talk about it a lot, but it is critical. It is critical to success. And one thing that I keep thinking about and saying to myself is this idea of yet. I don't know if you remember, but in episode eight, Why Improving Our Mindset is a Win-Win, I talked about one of my favorite books, Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you haven't listened to that one, you can go hear more about that or dive into her teachings. Get the book. They're extraordinary and they really are the basis for this growth mindset work. She says, working on developing a growth mindset is a long journey. And sometimes you can even have both, like a mixture of the two at the same time, depending on the situation. A mixture of the two meaning a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Sometimes we encounter something that takes us back to a place of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there, or I can't do that. And that's the fixed mindset coming into play. Instead, say, okay, I know I can get there eventually with enough perseverance and hard work which is the growth mindset talking. It's definitely working on flipping that mindset and what you're choosing to believe. What I keep thinking about, and it's really helpful for me, is the concept she speaks about, and that's the power of yet. I'm not there yet. I don't have that yet, whatever the situation is. If you look at it like that, it's so much more hopeful. You don't see yourself or the journey you're on as futile or that you're never gonna reach that level of success. You see things as possible as opportunities as you know that if you work hard enough and you're consistent you can achieve it this helps me i really i really love this because i feel like i can achieve what i'm working towards i'm just not there yet if you start rephrasing things in this way things are more attainable in your mind you feel more positive that you will achieve what you're wanting to achieve number 3 the third thing you can do is stop yourself from functioning out of fear or lack Stop that negative loop or thinking pattern in your brain. Maybe you've had this experience. You see your coworkers doing well and someone got promoted and then you start to have this fear like, oh, if if I don't do X, Y, and Z, then I'm not gonna be able to keep my job or I might lose my job or you start second guessing your strategies for the business and you think, oh my gosh, if they don't work, I'm gonna go out of business. 
Or if I don't get to this level by the end of the year, I'll be so behind. This negative loop thinking, it just keeps going round and round and getting worse and worse the more you think about it. The way to stop a negative loop is to first recognize it, identify if you've been thinking this over and over, and if so, start replacing those negative thoughts with a positive one or a positive thing about what you're doing to combat the thing that you think might happen. Let's take an example. Say you lost a really big client. Then you start thinking, oh my gosh, what if I lose another big client? Then I won't be able to make my quota for the quarter. Then next quarter is always slower. So then I won't make budget for that one. And then, and then, and then it's this spiral. You need to identify when you start this pattern and then do a pattern interrupt, as they say, and replace this with something good that you're doing or a win or things that are going right. And a lot of times they say to physically move, move to a different place. Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. The physiology can totally make a difference in how you feel and break those negative pattern loops. So in that example for me, I would get up, go get a glass of water or something and come back and write down what was going well, what things I've accomplished and what's moving the needle in the right direction, those kind of things. And that can really get you out of that spiral of fear-inspired thinking. There's also a lot that goes into this fear response. And many times around money, it's it's really tricky. How we were raised, how we grew up, either with money or without, what kind of things were said about money. It definitely could be an entire episode. And it really would be amazing to interview someone with a background in psychology or something similar to dive into how our earlier years create some of the ways we view success and pieces of it when we're older. So maybe that goes on the future episode ideas list with a special guest. Before I conclude, I want to tie this out a little bit and challenge you to think about a few things. First, I want you to think about what I asked you in the beginning. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? And how do you measure it? The second thing I want you to think about is how will you feel if you don't reach that idea of success you said first, or how are you feeling along the way in pursuing that which you identified as success? And the third thing, what things in your journey to reaching this idea or goal in your mind could be identified as the many successes along the way? I was thinking about this on my walk the other day, and I just wanted to share this example that might capture what I'm saying in those three questions. This is my example. My answer to number one is uh, success to me is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro all the way to the top. And the measurement is I want to get to the very top. This is obviously not my goal. (laughs) Okay, but let's say this is the example. So what if you climb this mountain and you don't reach the very peak on your journey because of weather conditions? How would you feel or how do you feel? And then what things leading up to this idea of success could you focus on as successes instead of just focusing on that one thing of getting to the top? There are so many things you do to train to scale these mountains and and get to the top. I can't even imagine, by the way. I, I kind of was so curious. I wanted to know. It is insane what they have to do to prepare. And it could be years. My point being is What if we don't focus on just getting to the top of that mountain? What if we focus on, look at all the stuff I did to train. Look at all that I accomplished, all the the things that I've done and the strength that I've, I've acquired and all of those things. I thought that was just kind of a really good example 
at least in my mind. But let me share one more example. And this is really to reiterate that the idea of success could be in anything, not just with that idea of wealth, respect, fame, that number two definition, it could be in anything. And I know we focus on that for the purpose of this episode, but let me share this example. And I know many of you know the story about my back. I talk about it in episode seven and what pain and setbacks can teach us. But let me share quickly. I could see success if I'm going to those three questions as being pain-free. That's my idea of success. And I that's a result of my spine surgery. I went years trying to not have surgery, <laughs> trying every treatment possible. So I really didn't want to have surgery. And so then after I had no other options, I got to this place in my mind that, yes, now I'm going to have surgery and I just want to get this pain over with. It's eight months later. Am I pain-free? Sadly, no. I'm still researching it, but it might be more rheumatologic. I don't know, but that's not for this episode. That's not my point. Here's my point. If I only focused on the idea of success being pain-free, I would be totally devastated right now because it's not the case after all this time. But what I've had to work on, what I've had to really focus on is that I've made progress. I'm a lot stronger than I was right after surgery. I've had to work on my mindset a ton to not fall into this poor me mentality. And I've had to see the good and that it's fine in the big picture of life. I've gained resilience. I'm getting strength back. I'm learning to dig deep to find more answers. I'm not giving up. All of that, I'm just not going to be defined by this. I'm redefining my own journey there, and, and I'm trying to see all the successes that I've made along the way. Maybe that example was easier to relate to for some of you than climbing the mountain example, but hopefully you're going to start to look at your own examples in your life and how you might be able to reframe or redefine some of your own ideas of success. Let's do a quick recap and take a big breath. <laughs> that was a big one. We talked about the three problems, in my opinion, with society's definition of success. I believe one of the problems today is that we are in a constant state of comparison. The second problem with this idea of success is that it's elusive, difficult to achieve, or like we're never satisfied when we do achieve it. And the third problem is we get too wrapped up in numbers. Then we talked about another way to think about success and what are the ways we can do to redefine it. Number one, work on the inside just as much as the outside. Number two, work on developing a growth mindset and keep in mind the power of yet. Number three, stop yourself from functioning out of fear and stop the negative loop or thinking pattern in your brain. And I quickly want to say those last three questions to think about. One, what does success mean to you? What does it look like and how do you measure it? Two, how will you feel if you don't reach that idea of success you said first? Or how are you feeling along the way in pursuing that which you identified as success? And number three, what things in your journey to reaching this idea or goal in your mind could be identified as the many successes along the way? In conclusion, I know truly that this is something you really have to make a decision on if working on this change is worth it to you right now. Maybe it's analyzing how you're feeling on a consistent basis. Is it negative and bringing you down? And are those feelings wrapped up in comparison with others or fear or a definition of success that's not your own? Instead of attaching our feelings to our outcomes or circumstances, if we connect them more to who we are, 
the internal beautiful characteristics, who we're becoming, how we are growing, that will create a whole new level of satisfaction and contentment. I found these quotes and I just thought they related to this episode. Albert Einstein said this, try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value or a woman. I would say I would add to that, Albert. (laughs) And the second one, this is from Tony Robbins. And he says, success without happiness is failure. A lot to think about, my friends. If you have any thoughts and opinions you'd like to share, I'd love to hear them. If you click on my link to my website in the show notes, there is a purple button on the right that says, leave me a voicemail. I love when you guys send me voicemails with your feedback, comments, questions, all of it. It really means so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.